And we are streaming live in five, four. Just kidding. I like it. Ah, three, two, one. Here we go. Here we go. We're streaming live now. Five. From Where's Venture our logo? Studios. Oh, it's you know what? Bite me. Come on, man. Bite me. All what right. kind of production guy are you? We've already begun the bite me phase of JP <laughs> Kathy wow. and the crew. It is Monday and, and morning. And a lovely Monday morning to you too, And a JP. lovely Monday morning to you too, Kathy. <laughs> oh, did everybody oh, yeah. have Hello, a lovely Father's Day? Now I'm here. Did everybody have a lovely Father's Day? Man, we did. Now time to move on. Okay, so. <laughs> and hey, we're going to have a former Miss Texas and former Miss America on shortly. Okay, Super excited. And, and moving on. And Dr. Clothier will be back next Monday. Okay, and moving on. <laughs> it's time to talk the battle of the condiments. Yes, I have a picture I mean, to what better you. thing to talk about on a Monday morning than the battle of the condiments? I didn't say and condoms. This is a very I said condiments. Serious discussion. Well, it is for Kathy because and Kathy's not alone. Do you know? Don't mess I, around. I didn't know this. Did you know that thirty eight percent of Americans take their condiments seriously? Oh, I I think that's a low number. <clears throat> I mean, they I take think them there's some seriously. closet condiment people that don't admit that they take it very seriously. I mean, very seriously. It, it is it is no joke. They categorize them. Not no joke. In my household, and it's genetic. My kids are the it's same way. It truly is. I passed on the condiment obsession to both of my children. I don't know. I think it that might be environmental. literally ruin a meal. If you don't have the right condiment. Oh, And it has point? to be the right condiment within the condiment family. Oh, Whataburger ketchup for so Whataburger let's kick French it fries. Off. Time to kick yeah. it off. Ketchup oh, yeah. time, right? <laughs> okay. And is it ketchup or ketchup? What the heck? Well, and that's a good question, too. Cat soup. Or ketchup. <laughs> and what's the difference and who came up with that? Where's oh, that coming from? Will you text from? me the Zoom info? Yes, I'll text okay. you the Zoom. But, I mean, seriously, who comes up with cat soup? Is that like a British thing or an Australian thing? And, Kathy, you're going to have to tell me all of the... Oh, no, you don't. Hold on a minute. I might be able to see the comments. Hold, please. Oh, I haven't even, I haven't even come on yet. Well, you got to come on, <laughs> girlfriend. Come on. It's Monday. <laughs> and it's time. Oh. It's time to come on. Come on. Come on. Let's Put your money where your hat. Where oh, sorry, are we? Oh, here we are. Yippee! I don't want to enter live studio. I'm gonna stay off. Oh, Anyways, I gotta turn it down. I don't have the com uh, the compliments. I don't have I don't <laughs> have the comments. So you're gonna tell me out here. But cat soup. Where did that come from? Coach Quiggs, come up with that one, dude. Ketchup. Okay, ketchup is vitally important. It can't be just any ketchup. My grandma one time. And don't forget to text me. I, I am. My grandma <laughs> one time. She had gone out to buy ketchup, and the store was out of my favorite ketchup, and she bought high top ketchup, like a generic one. Yeah, oh, Gen and I'm I'm big on I don't care about it. I'll do genetic genetic I'll do generic you'll do, do genetic too. ketchup I'll do that too um yeah there we go so I will do generic on a lot of things ketchup absolutely not and both my kids ever since they were little, turned their nose up at it. Plus, like ketchup, you usually have to shake a couple of times. If it's the generic store brand, still the liquid part will come out before the ketchup. And at that point, the ketchup's been ruined. Right. I mean, I am, I am a high condiment. High top ketchup, high top clean. ketchup is no good. Store-bought ketchup is no taco bueno. So Del Monte ketchup. I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I can do, we do um, like Heinz. There's one that's like, it has like 
Simply Heinz. It's like organic with less sugar or, or no fruit coat, fructose. How do you say it? Fructose corn syrup yeah, or corn something syrup like that. Fructose. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and thank you. Um, and I just emailed it to her as well. Oh, perfect. Well, here's here's my bottom line, right? My bottom line is this: it has to be Heinz. Del Monte has too much sugar in it. Like I what can about taste Hunt's? the sugar. Nope, okay, Heinz so the same way. Yeah, we're, we're, the same we're, I would have to say we're a Heinz family. Yeah, for, and I know, pretty much exclusively. I know, I know the Heinz are Democrats. I don't care. They make well, good ketchup. It, when it comes to ketchup, it's all about the taste, the consistency. It can't be too thin. It can't be too thick. Um, I don't want the ketchup that looks a little bit more brown than red. Oh, yeah, that's, that's way a, bad. That's, that's a, a problem. Yeah, yeah that's so that's off. like, you know. No, yeah, not so. doing brown ketchup. And, and, okay, here's here's a question. If you are a ketchup freak, condiment freak here, I mean, literally, I'll go to a restaurant. There used to be a place called Jack Astor's on Parker Road. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. that place? Oh, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And they had the best um, finger chicken finger tender chicken tender fingers. You know, they were like um, chicken tender fingers. You know, they were kind of like they're thin either chicken and fingers or they're chicken tenders. They're chicken tenders, but they were kind of kind of th- they were really good they were really batter good batter was good you probably well wire was, meaties we used to do wire it was meaties there. i've been to jack really Astros. good yeah. well five chicken tenders on the plate how many sauces did kathy have seven yeah, yeah. thank you yeah seven if you include yeah. ketchup and ranch which i include I do. ketchup and ranch um they had like a plum sauce they had they um, some kind of um spicy orange batter something or some kind of wing sauce blue cheese honey mustard I mean, I, literally, and it was so funny in the waitress because we did um, wire board meetings there for a while. And it was literally, um, I had more sauces than... Fingers. Yeah. yeah. Or tenders or whatever. That's what I mean. Okay. Either okay. And, and Deep fried uh, batter chicken Let me ask you this. Slices. And I would love to know what the crew says. Can you eat French fries without ketchup? No. Shut it down. I won't eat French fries. Now, but here's the deal. And like one little packet of ketchup, that's like per what two about or three fries. French's ketchup. No. No. And, they and have I, them in the packets. You know, it's interesting because I do a lot of French's mustard. I also now, love and mustard. Now, I'm transitioning. Shocking. Good job. There you go, because that's where I was going. But, when, but I did try to do the French's ketchup and mustard because I think it had like a mm. packet at the store yeah. for a while or something no. trying to market it. It just it just didn't work out. No French's cut, didn't work ketchup. out. No, didn't work out. No, yeah. and again, no Del Monte, no Hunts. Good it has to be Heinz. Yeah. It has to be so Heinz. There you go. So no French's ketchup. But when it comes to my mustard, it has to either be French's mustard, or it has to be my um, brown and spicy mustard. Oh, now see, and, and in your refrigerator, I've in my refrigerator, I think I've got five different mustards. I've got a horseradish mustard. Um, I used to always have a jalapeno mustard until my heartburn got so bad after 50. Um, I've got a regular mustard. I've got um, uh, like a Dijon, usually a coarse and something brown mustard. That's going to be your brown mustard. Um, Yeah, regular. Um, And then like a honey mustard or something. Again, we have one whole shelf. Darn it, I should have taken a picture. The whole bottom shelf of the refrigerator, including one shelf in the uh, refrigerator door, all condiments. All condiments. Schlotsky sauce. So here's the other thing, right? (laughs) So in the mustard world, you put- Fred Nord dips his his 
fries and mayo. I've got friends who do that. Now, you know, I take mayonnaise and ketchup and I combine them and I dip That's my fries. mayo chip, which I have that. I do that. Um, yeah, I do that. But I got to have the ketchup. Got to have the ketchup. And we always, the kids taught me... <laughs> Raising CJ and Emily, if it taught me anything, it taught me that you must always, at all times, have a backup ketchup, a backup ranch, and a backup sour cream. Well, and don't if you, you don't, you're in trouble. Don't you buy the two-pack of ketchup, the big bottles? That's what I buy. It has um, a little holder, the hanger holder thing. You know, I, for some reason, I buy one at a time. Oh, no, I don't not know. Me. I buy two at a time. And, it's only, and they're the big ones, too. Yes, they're the big they're ones. The big two ones, at a time. Because yeah. yeah. I fly through ketchup. <laughs> so, all right. So, we've covered the mustard. We are not We've covered around. the ketchup. <laughs> now, hold on a minute. Let's talk mayonnaise. Oh, and then we've got Shirley in the waiting room. Shirley. Uh, Miss Texas, Miss America. Texas. Okay. Well, wish me luck. All right. So we're, I'm telling her that we're getting ready to bring her on. And we will continue this condiment discussion. And we want to hear from you. Like, what's the one thing? And then can you eat Whataburger, like something like Whataburger, because specific ketchup. Right. I have to have with Whataburger onion rings or French fries, I have to have Whataburger ketchup. So we may have an issue. Okay. Um, only because... We're running the board ourselves today. Well, no, I'm running, I'm running a new computer. I'm running their computer. Oh. And I'm not sure that the Zoom is connected. Um, okay. So maybe um, just Shirley and I having a really nice conversation. <laughs> Shirley is shaking her head at me. Let me, see, let me see if I can hear her on. Can you turn my headphones on? Oh, no, she's not. That's a commercial shaking its head at me. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, can you turn my headphones on? I, I can check. Oh, hold on just a second. I've got to determine. Let's see. Um, okay, and, and Michelle says, very rarely do mayo. Not my favorite thing. Yeah, may, I've got mayo. And then the next question I will want to ask about condiments, mayo versus Miracle Whip. Because there's a very much Miracle difference Whip between those two. Miracle Whip is not mayonnaise. Miracle Whip is a dressing. Very, very much difference between those two. Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask Nate Nathaniel, too. Is there something we need to do for Zoom? Join meeting. JP right. Join. Okay, and Ron says, I like Whataburger, no onions, but I will have onion rings. Okay, funny, so you'll do the, you won't do the onions on the hamburger or whatever it is, but you will do the onion rings. So that's funny, because I, I know people who will do that. Oh, and <laughs> Charles, um, Charles says, no Miracle Whip, and I know people who are like that. Um, Dr. Good says, and she may have been referring to somebody else, Ron dips his in gravy. Um, Fred said he used to love Miracle Whip. The French fries, um, the fr oh, the French eat their fries with mayo. Okay, so is that their thing? That's their thing. Okay, so that's their gig. And, and we're seeing if we're trying to get a former, she's former Miss Texas, former Miss America, um, Shirley Barrett, who is um, judging the competition. And we hope to get her on soon because I know she starts judging at 8 o'clock this morning. Is there a way to bring her up on my screen if we share my screen? Okay, I'm connected into the VentureX studio. I thought I activated ours. Let's 
Um, yeah, I may have I may have to give that another try. Okay, I've told Nathaniel's supposed to be here momentarily, so I wonder what momentarily means. I don't know. I thought it was seven forty three. <laughs> All right, so everybody's like, okay, so as y'all have technical difficulties, um, so yeah, we're running the board this this morning ourselves. Um, I know we're going to come back to talk about condiments. We're also going to be talking about um jobs, job avail- availability, how much. Um, you're getting paid nowadays um, so stay tuned for that we are um, also I'd like to give a big shout out to the wait, what they call themselves the not so ready for Plano not not, not so, ready to be not old timers of Plano um, a group of folks who did oh gosh Charles Grissom give a soap update Kathy oh Oh, you have ne- Liam's in jail now. Let's just say that. Um, and so is his dad, Bill. So Charles, whole crazy. Right, back to <laughs> Charles JP is not happy. Um, but the uh, this group of and I think they graduated like mid mid to late seventies. Um, was that the time frame that everybody yeah. here um, like the seventy six seventy seven oh, time frame? Gosh. And they are. Um, oh, she said she needs a meeting passcode. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not my computer. Um, oh, and, and Nathaniel said he's walking in now. So good. Um, so anyway, so that, uh, Coach Quigley led, led a group of folks who were just... Um, just did a great job. Um, yeah, of course, um, uh, Mary Travis, who we've had on the show with her husband Randy before. It was a great special edition of JP Kathy and the crew. We have not aired it yet. We'll let y'all know when we're going to be airing it. But it was wonderful. It was just so great to hear about, you know, growing up in the 70s and what Plano was like back in the day. They're talking about um Plano when the concrete stopped at Alma. So if you like can just imagine, huh? How close? I he said he's walking in now. Walking in. Oh, he doesn't have his car key, card key. Can you let him in? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so, um, and, and in the meantime, I hope we, hope, oh, he said he got it. He got it. So, all right. So, um, anyways, a great, great, great time with the, with the not, not quite ready to be Plano old timers. So that was just awesome. We, um, we loved it. We had a great time with them. And we will definitely tell you when that special edition of JP Kathy and the crew will be coming on. And in the meantime, hopefully, um, hello, Nathaniel. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know what Zoom we have, so we have sent her the information. Come on and join me over here at the other table, well, JP. Actually, we're leaving on you. We'll go get a cup of coffee. Well, you go with your bad self. I'm going to let you get caught up, and then I'll come back in and join you. You go with your bad self. But we're just going to have, we're having you, we're having you, it's going to be a blank screen. No, it's not. Yeah. You're well, on. I'll just put it on you. You're on camera. Hello. Okay. Hey, thanks. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue the condiment yeah. discussion because. Well, no, 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 you're not. Now you wait oh. for me. No, you talk to Miss Texas, Miss America. Man, what? She's not on yet. He's going to have her in 10 seconds. Do we think, are Nine, we getting her on? Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Link. One. Hold on. Via email. He's got it. She's got it already. It should She's be in the ended. Room. 
She's in the waiting room for JP Kathy and the cruise. Okay, there. now do I need to put my headset on to hear her? No. Nathaniel? She'll come through the thing. Oh, and good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Dad. I thought Sharon just walked in the way you looked at the front door. No, right here. <laughs> All right. Would you like a gun? Okay. Do, are we going to have her? Because we're going to be losing her in a couple of minutes to judging. Plus, I know she's in our Zoom page. And thank you so much to the crew for, for sticking with us oh, during, during this. There are zero viewers. You're recording now just to record. Oh, there we go. And Karis, good morning. How are you? All right. I mean, I'm in the Zoom. She's okay. So have her join again. You're in the JP Kathy. Can the you room, right? please yeah. rejoin? You want anything? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope <laughs> it, it, it is, it's a Murphy's Law Monday. I think he needs a scotch. It's a Murphy's Law Nathaniel's Monday. Nathaniel's got Murphy's Law Monday. Yeah. Oh, you're in the Venture X Studio Zoom. I joined the JP Kathy. Okay, Kathy. so you've got the J. So we're in the one because that's the one I texted. Nathaniel's I text like, dude. I'm wondering, is the same link that we sent to her the same one that Nathaniel sent to her? Can you text me? Text me. Well, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it should be the same one. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, in the meantime, then, if we can't do that, what we're going to do is, um, Nathaniel, if you will pull up, and I, gosh, I hate to miss miss her as, um, like I said, former Miss um, Brand New Part of the Show. <laughs> I know they're not new to us. Um, that's why we need a. That's why we need somebody in to run the board for us, so we can just sit and chit chat. Um, so if you will pull up in the meantime, and I'd send it to your Venture X email, the um, Miss Texas um, promotional um, video. If you will say, if you will play that one for us, and we'll see if we get her. But I, I have a feeling she probably has gone in to um, start judging. But the Miss Texas competition is going on this week. JP and I are going to be broadcasting live on. On Friday morning from um, the Renaissance, um, is it the Renaissance? I think that's a hotel. Susan, help me out with that. Is that the name of that hotel in Richardson? Um, the the ladies who are competing for the title of Miss Texas have been there since. Oh my goodness! I think Saturday um, they already started um, giving out some of the scholarships, um, some of the awards. Um, I know one of our Miss Texas ambassadors who um, who was on our show received some scholarship money. Um, I saw that on her social media this weekend. Um, so they have already started the process of competing. And let me know when you've got that video up to pull it to play. And um, Chandler Foreman, who we just dearly love. Oh, and that's right. Oh yeah, Chandler's dad. Um, uh, Dexter is going to be um, a special guest of ours on Friday morning as well because we were always talking or he and JP are always talking sports and um, uh, sports and barbecue and all that kind of fun stuff so um, anyway so it'll be a great show Friday morning we're super excited to be broadcasting live from there and um, just really excited to see who wins the new crown I had um, the honor and privilege of judging and let me tell you tell me when you're ready we may have to start it over, um, of judging their spring um, uh, workshop uh, sessions and was able to judge um, their, they did a new new segment this, um, that was like an impromptu speaking segment and I was one of the judges for that. Oh, and uh, Shirley, it says host has another meeting is what Shirley said. 
She said it, ha- it has another, it, she said it says host has another meeting. I think I started a venture um, Anyway, so um, wh- I'm just looking at these ladies, like uh, these people like Shirley who are judging this week. This is going to be extremely tough competition. And of course, um, we are going to miss um, Chandler, but we're still going to keep in touch with her. Um, very excited to see what she does. I was telling everybody, Dexter, Chandler's dad is going to be one of our guests on Friday. Heck so yeah. we're going to we're going to have big big fun. Well, we're going to open big up the fun. condiments conversation again uh, with him. Uh, oh, well, barbecue because y'all sauce talk barbecue. is a condiment. Well, and then wet barbecue, dry barbecue, like rub. Oh, hello, See? dry. See, it's so funny how every Texas barbecue to me both dry, not Texas. Both. Not Texas. <laughs> well, I also just like, like beans there ain't in my no chili. beans in the chili. Either. And yet right. Susan said yes, it is the Renaissance. So. um just very excitable. If Shirley's able to join us, and, oh, and I just hate that we're missing her. Um, but Shirley, thank you so much. <laughs> Maybe we can see you on Friday morning and um, get you um, live when we're there. Um, send her the same link. Oh, Fred Mort said, "Maybe did we send her the same link while the other one was open?" But it should be the same. Uh, okay, well, I've got her pulled up in case she texts me again. So if she texts us, we will definitely put her right in. Um, so anyway, so uh, great, great competition. They're they're crowning Miss Texas and Miss um, Teen USA. I think isn't the crowning of Miss Teen USA right after we do our live broadcast? Because we got know. invited to stay for that. I think that's what, is Susan. Is that what what we've been invited to stay? For? I don't. Is my mic on? Okay. Hello. Your mic is on. Yes. You're so funny. Hello. You're so loud. Am I or you? No. We both are. We both in are. In real life. So, a um, couple, three things, right? One, I don't yeah, know. I don't have a copy of the schedule. Meeting. Okay, I'm going to tell her Nathaniel's that. trying to fix it. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, he needs some bourbon, Nathaniel. <laughs> oh, sorry, that went out live. At, at 7.55 in the morning. So, Friday, though, um, we do have a special edition. Very exciting. We are going this, yeah. to be coming from the Miss Texas pageant live to you. Um, and we've got some new cool equipment that Chuck and I even tested out. Yeah, you guys got a little crazy on Saturday afternoon. We did. And this Saturday night, about 9.45. Some new wireless mics. And they work amazing. Oh, okay. Great price. Okay. Can't believe we got that. Okay. Um, number one. Number two. Father's Day sale? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they were just that price. In fact, all the reviews said best price or best product for price point. We got some lighting. So we're now we're highfalutin fancy. Even more lighting than the other tent lights that we had. What are those kind of lights called? Yeah, you heard the, pop, the sign. Pop-up lights. I'm going to pop up your lights. Anyways. I think those are pop-up lights. Could be. Pop lights, something like that. I don't know. See, I don't know any of the technical terms for anything. So stay out of the playground. I do know this is playground. a shield. No, that's a shield. What's a shear? <laughs> oh, easy. Like on the microphone? Hey, are we a Sarah Secrets? Where are we at here? <laughs> I've we? got shields, shears. What? Yeah, I mean, hello. Well, and you're pointing at things that look like phalluses. Oh, Have you ever noticed that when goodness. you're talking to the mic, you're talking to like it's a... It's Monday. It's not Friday. But it looks like a penis. It does. Oh, my be gosh. Honest. Be it's honest. It's Monday, not Friday. Be honest. Don't be not. Don't we know. We can't talk about that stuff until it's Friday. And Why? we can't talk about it this Friday. Because it would be... Oh, yeah, we can't this Friday. So I'm having fun today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but no, we're all hooked up, ready to go. Chuck has got us on the run. 
Um, we are very excited. So we're going to be coming live from OBS Studios as well. What's the Blue Yeti? Fred North's about to buy the Blue Yeti? Man, do it, dude. What is that? I don't know. What is that? It's got to be some kind of cooler. Oh, it's a kind of microphone. Oh. Hmm. Oh, it's a microphone. The Blue Yeti. Well, there, and there you go. I thought, in a Yeti, I thought, I thought Yetis cooler. were cooler. Uh, well, maybe the it's just cool. coolers and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it's cooler. Mm-hmm. If she pops back in, please let us know because we'd love to have her on. In the meantime, can, were you able to pull up the um, promotion for Miss Texas? All right. So we'll watch a little bit of this to get us in the mood and get us ready. In the mood so for So we can celebrate Chandler and celebrate the new Miss oh. Texas. All right. And so, so that's getting us in the mood, getting us ready are, are for you the, in the Miss mood? Texas competition. Oh, I'm pumped because, I, you know, of course, I follow everybody and we follow now, Susan. I think this guy beating on this guy is going to be fun. On social media. Get him, dude. Get him. <laughs> uh, on social media, you know, I follow a lot of the ladies involved with the Miss Texas organization. And um, I've just been seeing pictures and all this stuff. And Chandler's been posting a bunch of stuff. And so what a great time. Okay, she said, um, Shirley said, it appears to be ready. Do you see her? It says he is check. He is check. Um, waiting for host to start meeting appears to be ready. Maybe look at something else. Maybe is do we do we start two Zoom meetings at the same time? Mm, I didn't. Hmm. Unless somebody's in a meeting. Because she is going above and beyond. Because she is literally preparing to judge. What do you, that's a good question. What do you do to prepare to judge? Well, because you can't prejudge. No, I, I think you, I think you get the, um, like bios and information and things like that it? ahead of time. I don't, but I could just call her if you want. Oh, okay. We will call you. I could just have a private one on one with her. My phone. <laughs> It'd be okay, my private. What, how did, what did that Tina oh, Turner song go? My private, private dancer. dancer, room for one or something like that. Be private with I me. Heard that. No, I don't think I don't think she said that. No, she didn't. I always thought she did. And what am I thinking? I'm thinking Tiny Dancer. That's Elton John. No, I'm no, I'm talking Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah but isn't. And it's amazing it, oh, I even know that Private Dancer, Dancer for Money. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's. that's pro- I remember that. That was Tina Turner. A little risky, but but Tiny Dancer is Elton John. I. It is. You got lucky I got Private Dancer with Tina Turner. I was going to say, I'm kind of impressed that you even know that much. Right. And, of course, JP probably made up all his own words to it. Okay, so we are calling uh, Ms. Shirley Barrett right now. 
Do you have Bluetooth up? Will we need to put on headphones to hear her? No, come speaker. Oh. Shirley. Okay. Oh, yeah. yay. Okay, when, when all else fails on technology, and we are so sorry, go old school and call somebody from your phone. So good morning, Shirley Barrett. How are you? Well, we are so excited to have you on. Now, let's let's talk. You are extremely famous. Not only are you a former Miss Texas, but you also, the year you were holding the title of Miss Texas, became Miss America. So talk to us about when you received that and what that experience was like. Well, I was Miss Texas in 1964, so it was September, and I became American in 1975. You know what? I'm excited. We get in the as it was Well, okay, I'm sorry. You were cutting out just a little bit. What did you say about that? What was that last sentence you said, Shirley? I said it was, it's, although we have a terrible echo, so I don't know how this is going to work out. You sound really good now. Okay, all right. It was. It's just as exciting this week as it was way back in 1974. Just the dresses and the and the hair is different. <laughs> I, love, I love, yes. The hair's not as big as it was back in the day, I'm assuming. <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> and I, and I, like, I like the big hair days. Um, so what do you do? I mean, this is, I, I don't think people realize when you're a judge for the Miss Texas competition, this is a week-long um, excursion. What do you do to prepare for something like this? Because y'all have got a grueling schedule. People have no idea what it takes to be a judge for the Miss Texas pageant. I in my lap right now because I'm about to go to inter- start um, interviews. Actually, right. I am holding uh, a uh, a notebook that's about three inches thick of all the contestants, their resumes, uh, what they what they've been doing, what they do at school scholastically. And I want to tell you, people would be so impressed if they could hear. We have doctors and lawyers. We have scientists. We have astronauts. We have nurses, EMT. We have a little bit of everything. So it is truly um, exciting to, to meet these young ladies. You just think, how did they do all this in their young lives? Yes. I don't know. It, it, it is amazing. You know, you look at you look at what they've done. Most of them have their own nonprofits or their own charity or they're they're a big part or they're in leadership for a charity or nonprofit organization. Um, they some of them have started initiatives. Some of them have written books. Uh, it really is amazing, and it shows you that yes, obviously um, the ladies who have been chosen, including yourself for Miss Texas and the Miss America, are, are beautiful women on the outside. But I tell you, it, it's it's the inside that counts. Y'all are looking for intelligent, um, articulate, um, very involved women who want to make a positive difference in the world. Most people think of the Miss America pageant as, um, and a lot of the other pageants, but for the Miss America pageant, it is unique and that it is not a beauty contest. And um, it, it really is all about the scholarship money. If you hear, if you could be a fly on the wall and listen to the people who are putting this 
pageant together, you would be amazed at what they're emphasizing. It's not the beauty of the girls, although we all love to see a everyone likes to look at a pretty girl. Yeah. But it is the uh, the essence of her. Yes. There are these some of these contestants have put in thousands and thousands of of hours of volunteer time in, into their passion of whatever it is. And so it really is impressive to, to be a part of this and to see what it is, that it's so much more. In fact, uh, Kathy, it is the world's largest scholarship foundation for women. And yes. I don't think people realize that at all. But I, it I is. think that's huge, Shirley. And let's talk a little bit more about this because I noticed when I did the, the spring workshop judging, some of these young ladies, it, the ones who had the topic of education, discussed how this is why they are going through school and getting their, you know, undergrad, graduate, um, some of them, uh, their, you know, doctoral degrees. And yeah. they are doing this without any out-of-pocket costs. These are ladies who have said, I would not have any, been able to even afford to go to a, to a um, community college. And now I'm working Absolutely. on my master's. Via, via the scholarship money. I can say from the scholarship money that I uh, that I won as a local queen, a state queen, and as a national winner, it paid for nearly all of my undergraduate degree, but it paid for every penny of my master's degree, and it paid for every penny of my Ph.D. So, in fact, last night, Chandler, the, the current Miss Texas, said that she was about to graduate and I think she said with her master's degree and she will be debt free. Yes. And that's huge to say that it's amazing. and to be able to say that in twenty twenty one. It's it's amazing. And yeah, especially nowadays when college is so crazy over the top expensive. Well, um so what what are you looking for this week? What what is your mindset when you go into this competition knowing that it is such stiff competition and especially after coming off a pandemic year, what are you focusing on as a judge? What are you looking for? We're looking for the candidate who is well-rounded. She needs to be able to speak on her feet uh, quickly and with uh, with a, a sense of gen- being genuine and articulate, and uh, and someone who's a, a people person. You have to, yes. you know. As Miss yes. America, I was traveling um, uh, just about every other day. Uh, you know, around the United States, even around the world, and so you're meeting new people every day. Every other day, you're in a different city. So you have to be able to enjoy meeting people and getting to see what all is going on. And they're knocking at my door, so I have to go. All right. Well, we we are so grateful for the time. And and have a blast. And we hope we get to wave at you Friday. We're going to be there live doing um, our show live from from the Renaissance Hotel. So hopefully we get to wave to you in public. Oh, I would (laughs) love that, Kathy. And I'm sorry that our time was short this morning. Oh, we're just glad we got you. Have a great week. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, how cool is that? So former Miss Miss Texas 1974, Dr. Shirley Barrett, um, and then uh, former Miss America 1975. So, oh, thank you so much, sir. Um, She um, just, what a delightful woman. And it's so great that, you know, even over the years now, I've met, you know, women from 70s, 80s, 90s 2000s who have been title holders for Miss Texas and they all just have some some certain something in common JP and they all have such amazing hearts for service you know 
Um, and we look at the Miss Texas ambassadors we've had on this year. We look at, you know, Chandler and, and the other ladies who we've had on who have been the Miss Texas title holders and just uh, what a great group of women and so excited that JP, Kathy and the crew gets to be part of this. It's fun. Are you sure it's just not Kathy gets to be a part of this? I didn't even get to ask a question. Well, you were typing away. No, I just was waiting for my <laughs> chance. I think it's just the Kathy version. Yeah, there's a lot of wah wah wah. Okay, there. and did you get did you get the Megan Rapinoe thing I sent you? Your, uh, your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, but we're not going there. Okay, we gotta stay on. We, we will here. on Wednesday. We gotta stay on because I, I know it's so hard. But I wanted to make sure you saw that because oh really? Yeah. So Miss Perfect, everything we all love her. She's so Microphone. great. She's so great, huh? Somebody did a little research on her Twitter feed. Yeah, well, telling you, not. if you don't have anything nice to say, post a picture of your puppy or your kitten, or in JP's she's case, nasty. your goat. She's nasty. <laughs> That's why I like to say JP's girlfriend because literally, she's nasty. Steam comes out of his ears. She's nasty. I, oh, Always have been nasty. You're, you're you're literally her. What's the furthest thing from the not number one fan? There's got to be a term for that. I don't know. I got to think about it. <laughs> My mind's on unemployment. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Um, you know, and this is this is one of those topics that we're going to keep bringing this back up. JP and I were doing a pre-production meeting <clears throat> on his way home from the horse tracks yesterday. Carter got to go to the horse races. I just he love, did. I love that, and so did Stan the man. Um, but let's talk about, and, and I'd love to hear feedback from the crew on this. Do you not go everywhere and see help wanted signs? I mean, in the window, by the checkout, wherever you are, are you not seeing help wanted signs? Oh, absolutely. I mean, everywhere you go, there's help wanted. I mean, um, billboards, well, four and, by and, fours in front of restaurants. And here, here's what becomes the big question, right? You pull up, some dude or some dudette has got a sign that says, please help, need money. And it's like, mm -hmm. I feel like saying, I feel like driving like, 40 feet, getting an application, and coming back and going, here you go. Yeah, here's an go application right here, yeah. Like, yeah. they need they need you to work. Why don't you go work? And Because that's where I'm becoming now. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean. Never uh, seen more help-wanted signs in my entire life. Raising minimum wage, is it bad for business? That's <laughs> that's the big question, right? That that and unemployment. We're, we're sticking with those two conversation pieces. And companies are already... <laughs> in the process of raising minimum wage. Well, yeah. that means they're also raising the costs of their product yes. on to you as well. Yes. Um, it's interesting that some of the liberal sites are saying that small businesses can absorb the, the wage increase, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny, to be honest with you. Oh, and I don't agree. I don't know how they Nothing can absorb it. Nothing is free. It. You, ultimately, you pay the price somewhere for every financial decision that is made. Right? Right. I mean, you don't... I'm not very good at math. That is not my gig, not my jam. But that's just simple economics 101. So I mean, it's crazy. So there does seem to be a general feeling in the finance world that there does need to be a raise of minimum wage to a point where work, workers can afford their basic needs. Yep. But, there's a big but. Uh, generally believing <laughs> I like that... big buts and I cannot lie. Well, you, you're <laughs> right. And so generally believing that raising the minimum wage rate 
would deprive a less skilled worker of entry-level opportunities and negatively impact the U.S. economy, many companies have indicated that raising minimum wage would not affect their profitability. Well, of course it's not. Uh, the impact on many firms with a large percentage of minimum wage earners would be very significant. Again, the impact on many firms with a large percentage of minimum wage earners would be very significant. So what am I doing? I'm talking about two different arenas here. Yeah. Businesses that don't have a lot of minimum wage earners that are saying, hey, you know what? It's not going to impact us. We're not going to have to pass right. anything on. I mean, we don't have very many entry-level workers. We're fine. Versus the companies that are going to be hit hard. That's why small businesses say that, you know what? We're not going to be hit too hard because they don't have a whole lot of minimum wage workers that work for them. And so for them, it's not a big deal. Well, and again, yeah, but anybody who has even somebody who's maybe the, uh, you know, answers phones or I guess mail room or does data entry or something like that. If you have even just a handful of minimum wage workers, that impacts the bottom line. Well, it does if you have a large number, right? But again, if you don't have a large number of the workers, then it doesn't impact. Yeah, you. I mean, I, and I, I think it, it depends on how, what you're, what your business model looks like and all that kind of good stuff. So some are some businesses going to be okay no matter what? Mm -hmm. Yes. But if you look at the bigger picture, okay, the service industry. Right. Uh, recently, um, uh, we had Dr. Good's um, lovely retirement party Thursday at Uncle Julio's. You spoke with the manager. And what did he tell you? Well, he, he was walking around. I yeah. didn't ask to speak with him. Yeah. And he just said, man, I apologize um, we just weren't staffed for this. We don't have the staff for it. And so, and, and I, like I was telling you, my mom and I went, um, to, um, put flowers on, um, Jerry's grave for father's day and on my grandfather's grave for father's day. And afterwards we were like, you know, you know, uh, my mom likes Denny's and I hop and I said, which one do you want to go to? And she said, well, let's go to Denny's. It probably won't be as busy. Big old four by four, right. When you walk like right in you couldn't, you had to walk around the sign practically to get in. Help wanted, hiring for all positions. You get inside of Denny's, literally by the um, cash register where you check out, where you wait to be seated. Everything's help wanted, help wanted, help wanted, hiring all positions. And even though we were not there at a busy time at all, JP, we had to wait in the waiting area. And then when we left, they had people in the waiting area and out on the sidewalk. Again, not even 50% filled up and it wasn't a COVID thing. It was in the entire, and this is a big old Denny's. They had two waitresses and a manager Yeah, and then obviously kitchen staff. Um, and, and they're, you can tell they're just dying for folks to, to well, come there. I mean, we go to upper park cafe in little old downtown. Yeah. Aubrey. Yeah. They only had one cook for father's day. So it took a long time to get your food. Well, and didn't um, last night you and your dad at the um, oh yeah at Lone Star Park same yeah thing. Lone Star they didn't Park. have the staff because no. there was a big crowd for Father's Day. I think yeah. that's a great a great Father's Day gig to do um, out there. But you said it was like y'all's dinner kind of stretched four out. Hours. Yeah, it was a four hour meal. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but it was it was definitely like I'm eating a lot of salad. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of rolls. A lot of rolls. Yeah, but I love the yeast. Right? Yeah, I'm not, not complaining that. about the rolls. But. So Ron Baker <laughs> says, we're looking for CDL drivers at Premier Transportation. Um, Fred Nort says, yes, at all Chick-fil-A's and Whataburgers. Yeah. Um, and it's, Fred makes a good point, and I agree with him. Raising a minimum, minimum wage 
causes higher prices. If we keep doing that here in Texas, we will start heading towards New York costs of living. It's true. Um, now, it won't matter that we don't have a state income tax. It'll right. be so expensive to go to the grocery store, which it, that's another thing. Are y'all noticing hits at the grocery store? And I'm going back to my dry shampoo analogy. Um, before I was able to get it for like, it started getting higher recently, like nine ninety five for one can, which is really getting pretty expensive. Saw it at like a CVS or a Walgreens the other day, fourteen ninety five. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there saying, and I've got sticker shock. When I'm going to the grocery store, I'll look at something and I'll be like, has it always been this expensive? That's kind of ridiculous. No, it hasn't. It's just recently. It is. Well, inflation's on the rise. Oh. We, we are in an inflation economy yes, right now. Yes, you are correct, sir, yeah. unfortunately. So um, yeah. I'm at IMA.net. Uh, this is a huge financial firm. Um, they did a huge executive summary and survey, uh, or they, they have an executive summary out there from their huge survey that they did uh, to all senior financial professionals. And the key questions were, you know, the, the, what, the, what the report represents is the impact of raising a minimum wage on their companies and on the economy in general. Here's what the respondents had to say. They generally agreed that 45% strongly agree to, or strongly agree to agree okay. versus 40% disagree strongly disagree that we need to raise the minimum wage to the point where workers can afford their basic needs so about even yeah uh, companies with a significant number of employees paid at the minimum wage rate were much less likely to agree naturally yeah. um, while supportive of the idea that employees earning the minimum wage need to be able to afford their basic needs respondents generally believe that raising minimum wage would deprive less skilled workers of entry-level opportunities and negatively impact the U.S. economy. That's a big idea there, right? Yeah. So again, one more time, while supportive of the idea that employees earning the minimum wage need to be able to afford their basic needs, respondents generally believe that raising it would deprive less skilled workers of entry-level opportunities. Right. That's a big deal. It, it's a really big deal. Well, but here's the thing. The current administration glosses over that. Right. Some findings from that. Mid-market firms were most likely to agree that there would be a positive economic impact. Very large companies, the least likely. Half of the respondents felt raising the minimum wage would have a negative impact on the growth of the U.S. economy, while a third of the respondents felt the impact would be positive, with the rest unsure. By a 47% to 41% margin, respondents believe raising the minimum wage deprives less skilled workers of entry-level work opportunities. However, by a 45 to 38% margin, they believe raising the minimum wage would not prevent less skilled workers from gaining the skills that would qualify them for higher paying jobs. Now, I find that interesting. I mean, is it because they get into the entry-level job and they gain the skills? You know, and I think part of this, and what my mind goes to right away is warehouse work. So you start off okay. as somebody loading the truck, making $10, $12 an hour, right? Are you talking about maybe even like somebody who's like an Amazon delivery yeah, Amazon person or deli something? Well, no, not delivery person. I'm talking about in a warehouse. Okay. You work in a warehouse, logistics. Just like the assembly kind of process that goes right. on, okay? Right. Well, you know, loading the trucks up, getting the trucks yeah. out, okay. organizing the, the warehouse. Um, and then you go from there to learning how to drive the forklift. Okay. And a forklift driver will make anywhere between $15 and $18 an hour, okay. right? So you've gone from $12 to $15 to $18 as a forklift okay. driver. Well, then you learn the logistics of the warehouse. Right. And you move start moving up into lower management 
on helping run the logistics of what's coming in and going out, what the bill of ladings are saying. So that's the kind of thing I think of right away because when I had a bunch of friends in that business that worked their way up from in high school, in high school, loading boxes on the weekends and after school to graduating high school and driving the forklift to make enough money to have a little apartment. Right. Then five years later, moving into lower management and making a little more money where they can afford a little car, they can have a little yeah. family, to mid-management where they are making a good salary. He's got his announcer's voice on today. I do. And then after, you know, after 15, 20 years, you move into higher management and you make a nice salary for your family. That's the way it worked. And to think that you should be able to go to work for McDonald's at an entry-level job with no skills required and be able to afford to take care of yourself, where has that come from? And, and I got two the participation things. trophy generation. Well, I got two things for you. Entitlement. One. No. No. <laughs> no. Shh on this one. No. No. One. What are we doing in school? We left and abandoned vocational trade schools oh, and vocational bingo. trade I know high where schools you're going. You got it. where we were producing students yep. that could work on diesel engines, that could weld, that could do carpentry work, they electrical work. certified mechanics. Plumbing, that's right, plumbing work. Yes. In the Midwest, they had yeah. vocational schools that you could start in eighth grade and graduate and graduate with a vocational certification and go out and get a job making enough money to take care of your family. So what did we do as an educational system? Everybody's got to have a college degree. Not everybody's going to get a college degree. Well, we figured that out about eight years into it, 10 yeah. years into it. So we created CTE schools. Yeah. Okay, career technology, right? Yeah. Or maybe not even CTE, CT something. But they're career yeah, technology yeah. schools. Okay, that's great. You know, and, and some of the districts have done a great job with that. Culinary arts, banking. Last time I checked, though, banking wasn't vocational. No. Then they had some other jobs that you could go into. Computers. Again, not vocational. Yeah. Vocational, folks. Welding, carpentry, yeah. masonry. You know. Um, um, diesel truck mechanic. Yeah, you know. HVAC. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Plumbers electricians make really good money oh my goodness more money than college graduates do coming out and, and, and at a very young age so think about it if you're making a decent salary and say you know it takes you a couple of years we've got a dear friend of my, both both mine and yours who's um you know young very involved in politics um was doing the college thing, decided to go car mechanic route, has a great job at Toyota now, making some serious cash, and he's not even 21. So it, it just in his first 10 years at this position, can you imagine as a single young guy how much money he can save because right. of how much he's making? Well, and you know, here's the thing, That's right? a life changer. So Fred says, my wife is pissed. They want the minimum wage at 15 an hour. She doesn't make much more than that and is working as a licensed medical assistant at a cancer uh, practice. But again, Fred, guess yeah. what? Your wife is jacked because that's not going to be considered an entry-level job because yep. she's got a certificate. Well, you said licensed. She's licensed. So that may not roll down that way. Yeah. And that's, again, that was going to be my second point. 
my second point is, my first point is education. We yeah. drop the ball. Everybody's got to have a college yep. degree. Everybody's got to go to college. And we start slacking off on vocational trade schools. Blow me away. What happens? One, we have a shortage in welders where five years oh. ago, we are at the American Association of yep. Welders is offering like free scholarships to go become <laughs> welders. Yeah. I'm like, dude. Because they know they're going to make the money back once you've got the skill set and you're out there working. Well, there's no welders to grab. Yeah. And then the underwater welders, the same thing. The guys that are working on the pipelines. Um, Number two, biggest issue under that is a huge shortage in carpenters. You know, and TCU even created a construction type graduate or construction type college degree uh, to go into construction management and into construction, right? But where where are carpenters at? And what we end up having is is guys like Chuck Gura, who I love to death, the Catholic handyman. Yes. Who that's Plug. what he does because he enjoys it. It's a hobby. Oh, you know, he loves and he's it. good yeah. at it. And he's very good at yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like he's not a trained carpenter. He's a trained computer but he's dude. Learned. He's he's a he's a DIY. Well, it's not a knock on him. He's it's no not no not at all. But that's just what he. Well, and um. I'm another one and your daughter, this is her field. Remember, and this was, it was interesting because I, because I taught 91 to 98 and this is when they were starting to phase out all these vocational programs. Remember when you could get your cosmetology degree while going to high school. And so literally you could walk out a certified cosmetologist, go into, you know, being a makeup artist, hairdresser, um, nail, nail salon person, whatever the case may be, you could walk out and at age 18 with a high school diploma, you had your, your Texas certification for cosmetology. And let me tell you, my, my daughter has um, a girlfriend who she went straight to cosmetology school after high school. And here two years later, three years later, she is making amazing money at a great salon great clientele um the pandemic didn't even slow her down um so you know it's one of those things that we we're taking these opportunities away because we just assumed well everybody's going to get a college degree so then what you know what you ended up having jp a whole a whole bunch of college graduates working at starbucks sleeping on their parents couch at age 25 26 27 right so So, how'd that work out for everybody right and coach quiggs um, it wasn't that the prices for the insurance for the industrial arts program had increased. It was that they weren't on, the school districts used the reason to eliminate certain programs because those industries weren't offering insurance to their graduates. So like when you graduated yeah. from um, like when they were doing just the mechanics, not the diesel mechanics, right? Um, they eliminated that program because you couldn't get help. They weren't offering health insurance. Um, culinary arts became a big thing because the National Association of Restaurants came together and got insurance for all of their employees if they wanted access to them. Right. For restaurants across the country. Um, You know, and uh, like Coach Quigley says, his daughter's doing great. Yeah. She went to Tony and Guy and is a hairstylist. That's Coach Quigley, Mrs. Coach Quigley, Lillian. But she's right, yeah. Well, no, Coach Q's on her phone. Oh, he's on her feet. Yeah, and she's doing great. Um, You know, has has a job where she can create her own hours and she's got young kids and that's always a great thing um and now call you can most people there are people who are not going to college not because they don't want to jp you just you can't afford it well and that's where junior colleges come in and unless you want to have a bajillion dollars in student loans right and well you go to junior college if you're smart yeah but to shift back the, the the bottom line is this is that we are talking about unskilled workers 
high school could fix this by increasing the number of skilled jobs that they help students train yeah. for. For example, this is one of those where it's a good thing. You can now leave a lot of high schools as a vet tech too. Yes. A certified yes. vet tech too. Yep. You make good money. Yep. You can take care of yourself. You make $20 an hour coming out. Yeah. You can take care of yourself. All right. Medical assistance. Again, like Fred said, his wife's barely making over $15 an hour. Right. But for a high school student. For somebody who's young, doesn't have kids a and a family apartment. yet. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then they can progress, right? They can continue to move forward. Um, what it comes down to is is this. So I've given you the two big ones, right? One is education changed. It had to become a college readiness, and we got rid of vocations across the board, and that hurt us, and we started putting out unskilled workers. And in my opinion, that's why, and I go back to the IMA.net report, that is why we have so many unskilled workers. Number two, we have created an environment where we just expect to be taken care of. Hey, you know what? Hey, I should be able to go to work at McDonald's, not generate a skill, and make enough yeah, money to, I can to play afford Call my of life. Duty, but I think I should be making forty bucks an hour. Right, and well, you better do that. You better be able to make that money playing Call of Duty. So let's branch out from that. McDonald's generally is not going to hire a high school kid full time. And they'll have a bunch of part-time employees that come in and work. Then you've got your level of of full-time employees, right? If you want to advance in McDonald's and you show that kind of of motivation. Like that get up and go, yeah. Then they'll send you to the McDonald's University. And you can can begin your climb through supervisor where you will make enough money to take care of your family. Okay? But you have to show the motivation. Why is it that you should be able to walk into a job – you barely graduate high school or you don't graduate high school, right. but you can walk into Burger King and make enough money to take care of your family. That's not what it was intended for, folks. And so what do we have to do? We've got to roll back. We've got to we got to start spitting Fix out. what we broke. <laughs> right. Start spitting out skilled workers. Yep. Now, this is where I cross back with unemployment. Get rid of these huge, unbelievable unemployment benefits. I mean, huge. We're right talking, now, talking six hundred dollars a week if you're, or yeah, more. If you're a if you're a, a young person, I won't say kid, but if you're a young person, you're nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Um, you don't have motivation to go back because you you're making sometimes more than you did busting your rear end as a server. And so, what so what is the government telling people? And this is all part of socialism. Right. Hey, you can live off me. I, I, the government, can take care of you. You don't have yeah. to take care of yourself. I mean, again, unemployment benefits need to go away. They need to be truly for the unemployed, not the mentally infirmed. Because I've decided that I don't have to work because I've made more money. And we're not talking about somebody mentally ill. We're talking about the, somebody who would rather, you know, h- hang out. Drink beer and play video games. Well, again, mentally infirmed. I didn't say mentally yeah, ill or mental I mean, health. I said mentally infirm, mentally sick. Like uh, you're, I like, well, but but because you don't want to get up and get going. But we've raised this whole generation. That basically, again, and I, and I said this earlier. I'm going to bring it back up. It's part of the participation trophy generation. Still going to write that book. Someday. Do we have our Do we have our Zoom link up still? All right, oh. we're going to have Chris O'Sullivan joining us here. Oh, excellent. 
excellent. So you've got kids who are expected. They've always been told, oh, you're the best at this. You're the best at that. They've been given a trophy. Every, All right, Chris should be signing place, in here in a minute, any minute. Even if you're last place, you get a trophy. So those are the kids and they've grown up on social media, seeing that everybody gets everything all the time, and you don't ever have to work for anything. That's not the real world. And that reality is about to come crashing down on all of them. So here's the next element of what With their the survey administration. found. Let me know when we've got Chris on, Nathaniel. The minimum wage prevalent in respondents' main business location affected their beliefs. Those in areas where the minimum wage rate was seven twenty-five an hour were most likely to oppose an increase. Conversely, those in areas with the minimum wage was $10 an hour or higher were more likely to agree, 44%, than not, 39%, that raising minimum wage to let that level would be positive. And again, I'm trying to figure out the positivity. What's the motivation to be better? And you know, and this is, this is how welfare states become welfare states. Because ding, ding, ding. people don't have any motivation. They just become lemmings. And they just, we're good enough. We, this is good enough. I've got my little house. I got, and I'm not saying that that's not fine if you're happy with that, but that's not how America was built. We were built on ingenuity. We were built on hard work. I mean, I mean, we had people that could call to the, would, would come to the call and step up when things were, were not good and could get it done. I don't know that today we can make that call. Well, look at um, like when, when women came into the workforce, when younger people came into the workforce during times of war, okay? There were Americans, because they were hard workers, because they were willing to roll up their sleeves, get their hands dirty, and just put in some good old-fashioned hard work, then America kept going, even when we had sent most of our folks out to war. Do you, I mean, do you seriously, see him, JP, do you He says think, he's trying to come in. Do you think that they're... That if that was if we had you to have not see him yet? if we had to have this generation step up today, do you think they could, JP? No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. And that's, I mean, because that's we're frightening. well, we're creating a welfare state. It's frightening, and I've got a problem with creating a welfare state. Uh, let's see. Just waiting for host to start the meeting. That's the same thing we're getting for for Shirley. Dr. So, Barrett. bottom line yeah. is is that again. We're creating a welfare state when we do this. So while many companies indicated that raising the minimum wage would not affect their profitability, the impact on many firms with a large percentage of minimum wage earners would be very significant, of course. Um, and that's why McDonald's has gone to kiosks. That's why grocery stores have gone oh, to kiosks. Which, which makes me crazy. Like, it's either, I think it's CVS that's trying to do all self-checkout pretty much. Like, they're like, oh, you can do self-checkout. Right. I'm like, no. I want a real person. At the grocery store, though, oh, I've texted you when I've been in line at the grocery store. It's it's halfway down the frozen food aisle because there's only one real person checking right. any any longer. And that's another place where they've got signs up all over the place. Grocery stores. Right. You walk in every grocery store I go to, and there's like three that I frequent. A Kroger, a Community Walmart, and a Tom Thumb. All three hiring all positions from management down to, you know, cart kid, cart person. Do we figure it out? Do, do, do you want to call him from your phone? We can call him from okay, your phone go like ahead we did send, Miss Texas. Go ahead and send a link to him. Um, it should be in the J.P. Kathy and the crew email. Before, Chris His O'Sullivan. name is Chris yeah. O'Sullivan. So, well, and here's, here's the other side of this. The other side of this is what impact would it have on a mid-market firm right. or company, right? So for employers with 10% or more of their employees earning the minimum wage. Right. Okay. 
Here's the response in raising the minimum wage to $10.10 an hour. 49% believe they would be forced to reduce their number of employees. I.E. McDonald's has gone to it, uh, CVS, Walgreens, grocery stores. More, more, more. Mechanical machines taking over humans. Yep. 52% 52% believe they Wait, would have... Wait, that was 49% you said on yes, that? Yes, okay. would be forced to reduce their number of employees. Wow. Wow. 52% believe they would have to raise their prices. So over half are going to have to raise their prices. And who pays for that? Well, we do. We the people consumers. So <laughs> You, you pay for well, it. Well, the people making minimum wage uh, yeah, are going to pay for us. it as well. I, I don't mean, care if you're making six figures or if you're making $6 an hour. You're paying for it. If, the, if, if groceries or prices are increased... Are you not going to pay? Gas goes up? Are you not going to get gas? What do you do? We are not a communist economy. Yep. And so as a capitalism, and again, this is why we're trying to create a welfare state here. Because in a capitalism, that that market is going to make up for the difference. And then what happens? The minimum minimum wage employee can no longer afford to live on their own. On minimum wage. Hence and the it, reason you've got multi-generational households right now. Even if somebody's sleeping on a couch or, you know, on a cot in a spare bedroom right now, you are seeing that more and more and more. Well, Coach Quickly said his nephew graduated $130,000 right. of debt. He will be paying that for the next 20 years. Right. 59% believe they would have to cut hours and services. And, and what does that look like? Because to me, I feel like services have already been cut from most places. They have. I mean, look at the three restaurants, three restaurant experiences between me, you, me and you in the last, you know, few days. And, and we have, it's been a staffing issue. So then therefore services are cut. They can't serve as many people. Correct. Then, okay, then how are those industries going to survive? Because you need a full restaurant at lunchtime. You need a full restaurant at dinner time, or else the, your return on investment isn't going to be worth it. So do you start seeing more and more empty restaurants like we're already starting to see from the pandemic? Well, and, and again, I go back to the fact that it all is going to always balance out. You can't raise minimum wage because we have, we have a huge service industry we don't have a lot of manufacturing that's a left our that's left our waters yeah um, we don't have a lot of redistribution or distribution plants anymore again left our waters and have minimized those and they've created super mega distribution plants and so not everybody gets to have that job anymore um, and so what my point is is that we've become a heavy heavy on service industry mm-hmm. in this country. And that's what industry is going to get hit the hardest. And so here, okay, great. I'm going to pay you $15 an hour. And today that could have gotten you a little apartment, some electricity, some water, and some public transportation to get to and from. But a year from now, you're not going to be able to afford to go out to eat. You're not going to be able to afford um, any basic dry cleaning services are going to go up. Uh, Can't afford cleaning, to dry clean. Dry so if you had uniforms, good have luck. Gone up. Um, you know, took a few jackets the other day, and my husband took them for me in the morning, and um, and he said oh, he already paid for it. And I thought because I saw the price, I was like, oh, he must have Do we taken have a man? something. He says he's ready. Is he in? He's there. If not, can we call him from your phone? No, I don't want to <laughs> do that. That didn't work out so well. Shoot. He says he's um, there. Anyway, so when what you, rumor are you reboot? Re, go out of our JP Kathy and, and the then re, yeah, re, re, reboot it or, like, or restart shut it, it down and bring it back up. Um, so I looked at the the, the price of did how much you find, my husband. Did you find his email in our email address? 
Okay. You want to text us to him? I'll, I'll text it to you. So, I, so anyway, so I'm looking at this this dry cleaning bill, this this receipt that's in my bathroom, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, oh, my husband must have thrown in some pants or a jacket or something of his too, because this can't be just the price of my four jackets. JP, I went to pick the stuff up, and I was like, oh, is is that it? And then I looked at the receipt, and I'm like, dog on it, that is for four jackets. Right. And it was like. I, I, Probably a five, six, seven dollar increase from right. the last time I went, which was just what a month and a half ago. Yep, grocery stores uh, horrible are going to be hammered. Walmart, yeah. Targets hammered. Yeah. Um, I got one better for you. Yeah, one that's already had an impact as a result. The lumber industry. Yes, we were and talking that, about and that. This shakes the other that day. down yep. all the way. Now I will say this: yep. um, that I want to bet with my buddy. I told him that you would watch a sharp decrease in lumber uh, within a year. And sure enough, lumber's already dropped 40%, um, and it needs to drop another 40%. But point is, is that this is what increasing minimum wage does. This is what providing these unemployment benefits does, is it liquefies the, um, the workforce, and it doesn't give businesses a fighting chance to stay open. So then you've got corporate conglomerates that are gonna take over, or small town stores will stay open, and that's going to be about it. There's not going to be any more mid, and that's how you get rid of democracy is you get rid of the middle. You have the impoverished, and you have the not impoverished super wealthy. Socialism 101. And here's the thing. We know that the economics doesn't work. Yep. And so and, but it, good it luck seems to, like, again, middle America taking you, the hit like And before. we are. And, and then we'll have to save this for another day. But actually, somebody has looked into Biden's tax increase plan. And actually, it does impact people who are making under 400000 It it, impact, it impacts you greatly. Um, so you're going to be hit with taxes. You're being hit with... A, the hidden tax, but it's not hidden with the increased prices at the gas tank and at the grocery store and everywhere else. You know, I've got a number of friends who right now to supplement uh, um, income and including a family member who are doing DoorDash whenever they've got a few free hours here, there and yonder. And some of them have noticed that they've gone from people doing a tip because this is a service, you know, this is like you've gone to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress is bringing the food to your table um, to where now people are zeroing out the tip money. Right. Um, and so here's the thing. So then all of a sudden, again, you're going to have very few businesses that can, that have a sustainable plan. And, and so you have more businesses closed. You have more people out of work. You have less people willing to take a minimum wage job. Right. I mean, does anybody see besides us and the crew this is a recipe for disaster. Yep. And 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 we're only we're barely six months into the new administration. Yep. And that's unreal. Yep. Just yep. Yep. I yep. mean, it's it's it. Yeah. All it right. just seems so obvious. We're way over time, and we'll have to figure oh, out what's wrong with our it. Zoom because I, I paid for it. So why we I know get we Chris. have it. We'll have to grab them again. Chris, we'll Martin, get you. We'll sorry. get you Wednesday. So, um, yeah, just get tough, ready to go tough, Wednesday. Tough, tough. Um, today we had the battle of the condiments. We're not done. We're going to talk about that again on Wednesday because <laughs> yes. mayonnaise needs to be discussed. Mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip because well, Miracle Whip is a dressing. Well, mayonnaise go, is mayonnaise. But add another versus. It's mayonnaises versus mayonnaises. Best foods are Hellman's versus oh, real I, oh, mayo. Okay. Or versus. Oh, oh, there's an old school one that's really good. Mayo blah and blah blah. Do you? Okay. Is there now, anybody who uses? I like, they're an old school when I like them. And is there anybody that uses mayo and Miracle Whip when they make tuna fish? I do. I don't. 
I do. Is that crazy? No, no. Like, I'm the only one that likes my tuna fish at my house because I do lemon pepper, salt-free lemon pepper. I do Miracle Whip and mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Mm, not me. I do use mayonnaise. Now, when I make it for the family, I've got to make it a different mayonnaise way. Mayonnaise and mustard. Mayonnaise only. You do some mustard in I yours. do. I put a little mustard in mine. I've done that before, and it's very good. Yep. And then I, use, I like good. using either sweet relish if I'm in the mood for that or dill relish if oh, I'm in the mood, mood for that. And love dill relish. That and I don't put water. eggs in my tuna fish. I know um, some people do. I, I love eggs and tuna fish. But Michael is very anti-egg person unless they're scrambled or in an omelet. So mm. there's none, none of that. So um, And the kids were never yeah. really into the eggs and tuna fish. You got to shut thing. it down. So, yeah, that's, that's, shut it down. <laughs> nope. You're eating that by yourself, honey. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. We're going to be out. We'll see you on Wednesday to have that discussion. Oh, hot sauce. And that, well, again, that's a whole nother. Again. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got to talk about salad dressing, too, because not every Thousand Island is created equally. Oh, and ranch, too. Yeah, yeah. Because there, you can Not get an off-brand guy. ranch, and it is. I like mixing zip, my own. Shut ranch. it down. Oh, like old school with the, um, the Hidden powder, Valley, yeah. the packet. Love it that way, and I that's the best dressing. Yeah, I mean, or the best um, dip, yeah. like that. All right, thanks for sticking <gasps> with us, tuning in, listening yeah. to us. Special hopefully, edition Friday. Special edition Friday, yep. but hopefully you got a lot of insight today on what businesses are thinking. Um, Institute of Management of Accountants. Thank you for all the information and data. Good info. Uh, gives you an idea. Talk to your legislators. Some don't scary stuff. Don't let minimum wage Boy, get howdy, there because it's going to hurt. It's it it will it will crush us. You know my thing it is this: us. if you want to do better in life, work harder and get yourself there. Don't expect the government well, to that's do the it way, for that's you. That's why our country was built. Don't be yeah. afraid to work hard. You're not woke. Oh yeah, sorry. All right, everybody have I'm a blessed asleep. day. We're out. <laughs> Love y'all. Have a blessed one.